All right, everybody, welcome into a new year and yet another edition of the Fat Boys Dynasty podcast. Here, as always, coming at you live on the YouTube channel presented by the Fantasy Holics Podcast Network. I'm Bo. This, uh, I guess you'd call him Hanselman, gentlemen, on the other side of the screen is Brant. Uh, Brant, first of all, happy new year. Second of all, I want to take this moment to congratulate everybody who has either just become a, a fantasy champion for the first time in their in their lives or they're doing it for a 10th or 12th time. Um, I want to congratulate everybody who went out, did the research all season long, set the best lineups possible, committed to that grind, and it paid off in the long run. This is what we do it for, Brant. However, to repeat and regain that title or to dethrone your friend or buddy or coworker or family member who has that trophy right now, you got to start putting in that work. And it starts now, Brant. For those of us that have already finished our fantasy football season, week 18 is just another chance to get a look at some of these younger rookies that haven't gotten a lot of playing time in some of these offenses. The grind starts now, my friend. Absolutely, absolutely. It's time to start looking at uh, uh, free agents coming out like we're going to talk about today. It's time to start looking at some of these rookies as you get a chance to see in the national championships. Dylan Johnson's a big name out of Washington. Michael Penix, uh, Romeo there, the wide receiver. Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy, big, big names in that national championship to uh, keep uh, keep an eye on. Um, and that, that's, 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 always, that's where I always start my rookie research as I start I watch I make sure I watch that game every year special close attention this year as as my team is in it um I am a, I am a Washington fan uh and so I'm excited for it this year I'll be paying a little more attention to it this year than normal rather than just players uh but that's where that's where I always start my grind with with incoming rookies all right fair enough so Brant you kind of alluded to it we're going to talk about some pending free agents um that we want to keep an eye on some guys that we think maybe we have an idea of where we'd like to see those, those guys go for fantasy, uh, fantasy reasons. Uh, and then we're just going to kind of run through a list of, of fantasy relevant players at each position, just so for you guys at home that are in dynasty leagues, it's always imperative to kind of keep an eye on these, these rookies, because like maybe, you know, I'm going to throw a name out there and I'm not, it's not one we're going to talk about too much today, Brant, but maybe McCole Hardman's a guy that you really like. You think he's got some aspirations to be good, and you're like, yeah, he never really got up the pecking order with KC, and he never really had a chance in uh, the Jets because the quarterback situation. Maybe he goes to Miami and his third fiddle to, to Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, and all of a sudden he's got some value or something. So it's, it's just something to keep an eye on because if you have that player, he goes someplace good, or you think he may go someplace good, you might want to hold on to him a little bit longer. So, um, but I think that pretty much sums up the intro. Brent, you ready to get into this? Yep, let's get our bibs on. Let's eat.
So yeah, Brent, as I alluded to before before the uh, intro to the show, there, the holiday season's kind of come to an end. We had Christmas, we had um, New Year's. It's kind of like a blur in between those times um, for a lot of us. And the fantasy football season kind of comes to an end there um, with the New Year's Eve holiday. So you know, out with the out with the holiday, like you know, I we took all the Christmas decorations down. We're all back to to just being you know every day is a normal day here in the Finley household. And it's kind of like a refreshing thing because when the tree comes down, New Year's Eve celebration happens, it's time for that off-season grind in fantasy football. Absolutely, absolutely. And this fat boy had a doctor's appointment today and, and, and got congratulated by the uh, doctor that I was able to maintain the same fat boy weight all the way through the holidays. Didn't go up or down, so I was able to maintain the fat boy status for at least another year. Um but yeah, it, it always is. It always is that time to grind. Uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day is the, the last chance for fantasy as I have to go kiss our uh, our home trophy goodbye and spend my last few nights until the uh, new champ comes back from his little vacation and, and claims it. I guess I'll uh, keep it safe. But yeah, it's it's time to get ready. I got to get that trophy back. Uh, my, my shelf will be a little bare. So it's time to get into this. It's time to really start looking forward to it. And, and over the last few years, I didn't think I would enjoy this, but I really have started love digging into it during the off season, almost a little more than during the season. I love this off season stuff. Yeah. And, and I think a big part of it is, is obviously getting ready for that incoming rookie class. That's what gets everybody's juices flowing, gets everybody excited. Um, but realistically, we have that NFL draft, and then there's a long lull until the season gets going with with training camps and, and things of that. But another thing that has drastic impacts on fantasy is the free agency classes, Brant. And for all intensive purposes, this 2024 uh, free agent list class, um, if you will, it, it's got some big names on it. There's some really high caliber um, mm -hmm. fantasy mm -hmm. assets on it. So let's just go ahead and jump straight into this, Brant. I've kind of got some impact names written down from each position. Let's go ahead and start with the quarterback position. And, and here's some of the, the names that I think could have a, a fantasy impact if they go someplace next year, Brant. So Joe Flacco, who's been insane with the Cleveland Browns. You and I talked about this this morning. This man should win uh, comeback player of the year. No disrespect to Damar Hamlin and that scary situation last year. But this guy's actually put a product on the field this year. Um, so Joe Flacco, Joshua Dobbs, who's been a, a spark for, for a couple of different teams this year. Uh, Garner Minshew, one of your personal favorite NFL players. Baker Mayfield, who's also found himself in Tampa Bay there. Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Tannehill, and rounding out the list of, of worthy names is Kirk Cousins, Brandt. Um, anybody there that you're super keeping an eye on? Um, I'm, I'm going to put it out. I believe Baker is going to stay put. I believe he earned himself a contract there in Tampa Bay. He could be the future there in Tampa Bay. Um, and then Gardner Minshew, if you'd like to come to Seattle so I can get my stash on and my jorts out, I know that you want him to stay far, far away from there because you don't want to see it. Now, a lot of those guys I think are going to fall into the backup roles, but – Backup roles are very, very important, as we saw this year with quarterbacks. Um, I know that you wanted to speak about one of the names on there. I don't have anything else yeah. about really any of them. Okay. Yeah, so there's one, obviously, that kind of stands head and shoulders above the rest as far as fantasy implications go, and that's Kirk Cousins, Brant, um, of the, currently of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, he did finish this season uh, on the IR. He tore his Achilles. 
um, you know, which we seem to we seem to have had a lot of those happen on that that artificial turf this year. Um, so definitely something to keep in mind for there. But but Kirk Cousins is a gamer. I mean, he just is. He's an he's typically an afterthought when it comes to fantasy. We talked about that prior to the start of this season about how he's just Mister Consistent. Um, you know, he puts up the numbers and he's a startable quarterback in fantasy, um, you know, career completion percentage of 66.9%, you know, almost 40,000 yards passing Brant, 270 touchdowns in the NFL adding, which is sneaky. I didn't realize that the numbers were this good, 19 rushing touchdowns as well in his career. So, um, definitely, you know, kind of a multi purpose quarterback there, if you will. Um, and then for fantasy purposes, he, from 2015 to 2022, Brent, he was a solid fantasy option ranging between quarterback 19 to quarterback five in that time. Um, you know, he had a couple seasons inside top 10, some around 10, 11, 12. And then of course that season at 20 of uh, 19th. Um, so, I'm going to take the easy way out on this one, if you will, here, Brant. Um, but I think he ends up coming back to Minnesota. I think my favorite fit for him is in Minnesota. This is where he's had the best years of his career. Um, I, I think you're going to see. Hawkinson all kind of be interested in having him come back to town. Um, and again, whether he stays or whether he goes, there's huge fantasy implications for all three of Addison, Justin Jefferson, and TJ Hawkinson, not to mention whoever the running backs are, because we've seen what it looks like in Minnesota, you know, with Josh Dobbs and uh, Jaron Hall and Nate Mullins. It's not it's not the same. Um, and, and you can't you don't get the same production out of Jefferson that you that you're used to. Um, and so I think for for Justin Jefferson's fantasy value and Kirk Cousins is those two need to be paired together. Yeah, absolutely. Cousins is a guy that I love, and I, I think that um, he would have been talked about around the the league had he not wound up on the IR to end the season. I think, and I don't know how you feel about it, but I think that, that the Falcons may have made a run at him. Seattle may have made a run at him. New England may have made a run at him. But I think this might be a little blessing in disguise for Minnesota um, to be able to get him under contract for a little bit cheaper than what he was and keep him in town to keep that team relevant. Um so I, I think it'd be a good little fit for him to stay there in Minnesota. Okay. All right, Brent. So let's uh, move on to the running back position. Now, this is this is where there's a lot of heavy hitters, man. I, I, uh, You kind of sent me a screenshot of it before I really started diving into it, and then I dove a little deeper. And it's just, man, oh, man. So let's just start from the bottom and work our way up. Antonio Gibson. Zach Moss, who's had a heck of a year, probably had Zach Moss and, and Jonathan Taylor not been hurt. We still wouldn't think of, of Zach Moss in the light we do, but now he's earned the right. J.K. Dobbins, who's every year had all of us, you know, drooling out of the mouth, waiting for something, nothing to happen. A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, DeAndre Swift, Zeke Elliott, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry. Brant, this is a list that if you had – four of these names on your, your fantasy roster this year, you were running back heavy and people were coming to you for trades. Um, great list here. A lot of impacts. Where's your head at with this group, right? My head at is one. I got two guides that I really looked into. And, and the first one is Saquon Barkley. We've seen him when he is healthy. He He's a workhorse back. He can handle the pass catching. He can handle the rushing. Uh, he was tagged last year, got a small, smaller contract than probably what he deserves. I expect him to hit the market this year. And you've already alluded to one of the names of J.K. Dobbins being a free agent. Gus Edwards is also a free agent. They restructured his contact, his contract. I could see Saquon Barkley signing a two-year deal 
or maybe one year to go to the Baltimore Ravens and be in the backfield with Lamar Jackson. I absolutely would love that. You get him behind the line. You get him in one of the most run-heavy offenses. You get him with a, a, a RPO-type quarterback that has shown this year that he can actually throw the ball a little better. Sometimes we have to, sometimes us fat boys have to bite our tongues. Uh, Lamar has had an amazing year. And I think this is an amazing fit for Saquon Barkley would be in Baltimore. And uh, if if he goes there, so this is, if he goes there, I'm trying to buy him. I'm trying to buy him. As of right now, I'm just, I'm holding off. I don't want to go get him in dynasty. I'd like to see what happens with him because this is a huge, huge list. And, and so, but Barkley and, and Baltimore would be my favorite fit for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, so when you, when you talk about the the Ravens and I think, uh, like you said, you kind of gave a little tip of the cap, but you have to tip the cap fully to, to Lamar Jackson. You and I were both um, to this point proved wrong. He, he's looked good without Mark Andrews passing the ball. Zay Flowers has been amazing. Um, so you and I are going to have to create, you know, some kind of LJA uh, community for ourselves, a little Lamar Jackson anonymous and, uh, you know, get in there and, and uh, you know, the first st- step to admit you have a problem or the first step to curing it is admitting you have a problem. And and it's OK. We, we were we were Lamar Jackson haters. And, and you know what? I'm glad he proved us wrong because I own Bateman in a league. You own Bateman in a league. We like Zay Flowers a lot. We both have running backs in that backfield. It's OK to be wrong. It, it, it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Whichever run, running back Baltimore picks, whether it be Gus Edwards, whether it be um, you know a high profile name like Saquon Barkley or another one that a lot of people like there, Derrick Henry, there's instant fantasy uh, implications behind that brand. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, another name that I like in, in all these free agencies is uh, Austin Eckler. We've seen him. Yes, he's he's coming off a down year. I am trying to buy him as cheap as I can right now. He's a free agent. I expect the Chargers to move on from him. And uh, we've seen what he can do with his pass catching ability, his rushing ability. And this is one place that, that I didn't think I'd actually say. Uh, I mean, you got the Chiefs, you got the Bills, you got the Ravens all out there looking for running backs. But one of my favorite spots is actually Houston. Singletary's a free agent. Pierce didn't really have a great second year. But you get Austin Eckler in there with C.J. Stroud, with a young core. You get that veteran presence. You get that that anyone that's watched any interview or, or, or heard Austin Eckler speak, you get that, that, that vibe of a great guy, great locker room guy. I think Austin Eckler could be an immediate impact for that locker room and actually help out their backfield and help those young, young wide receivers, young running backs to really get on track. And I absolutely would love Austin Eckler to wind up there in Houston with C.J. Stroud. Give him that extra option. Dalton Schultz is also a free agent, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a little bit. But Austin Eckler to Houston is one of the places that I would absolutely love him. Yeah, and so I think when you when you talk about Eckler, people are going to have like a sour taste on their mouth a little bit because this year has been a down year for Eckler. He he was kind of disappointing, um, and maybe maybe it's sim- as simple as he just needs a a um, change of scenery. And my goodness, could you imagine giving C.J. Stroud? Um, a weapon like Austin Eckler because CJ Stroud has turned, you know, um, now granted we've never seen tank Dell in the NFL before, but a, a, a extremely undersized wide receiver in tank Dell, uh, Nico Collins, who was able to do absolutely nothing uh, leading up to the season. Um, Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz, Devin Sigler, he was able to take Noah Brown and turn all these guys into bona fide studs week in and week out for fantasy brand. 
Um, so you put a guy like Austin Eckler in Houston. My goodness, Houston, we have liftoff. That would be uh, extremely fun to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. So originally, Brent, I know I'm going to throw you for a little curveball here because I originally didn't have any running backs. I wasn't going to do a running back. I was going to do a tight end just to kind of sprinkle a little bit of, of fat boy dust over uh, all four positions here of relevancy. I couldn't do it. I could not walk away from this running back class without talking about this player. And I hope you don't punch your screen, Brent, in the process. But I'm going to talk about Antonio Gibson a little bit. This is a guy that I've been extremely low on um, for the better part of his career. Um, definitely not as high on him as some other players. Uh, transitioned wide receiver to running back coming into the NFL. Um, but again, maybe 2024 is a new year for me. I'm, I'm just going to change my ways on some things. Imagine Antonio Gibson, Brant, in Kansas City. A much younger, more explosive version of Jarek McKinnon to pair with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I, I think if you own Antonio Gibson right now, and this is, were to happen, this would be the type of thing that you would like strip down naked and streak through your neighborhood for, um, because that would be like the best possible um, landing spot for him. And, and I think it's a it's a potentially positive thing because we, we kind of talked about it a little bit today, Brant. Isaiah Pacheco's in town, who's been serviceable, uh, but McKinnon went to the IR. He's not getting any younger. CEH is a free agent. Um, they're going to be looking for another, you know, third down pass catching type of back. And I, I think we've seen uh, Antonio Gibson kind of underutilized in, in Washington, especially with the emergence of Brian Robinson in the last two years. Um, but this guy could be an absolute PPR monster uh, in, in that fit. And, and another one that comes to mind after after you talking about it, if Eckler ends up leaving Los Angeles, you, you can talk about a guy sliding in. And, and uh, of course, I'm not comparing Antonio Gibson to Eckler, but they do have similar game sets. Um would be a lot of fun for fantasy. I know there's been a lot of Austin or Antonio Gibson owners that have been extremely frustrated with Ron Rivera and that Washington offense. This really could be a chance to see, like if you've held on to him this whole time, it could be this offseason maybe the time where you finally see that stuff pay off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are those are two guys buying low on after a disappointing 2024 with Eckler and Gibson would definitely be good. Good idea too. Now don't go. Don't go throwing everything out at him, but if you can get him for a cheap price, second, late mm -hmm. second, early third round draft picks, maybe early second for Eckler because he does have that capability. It wouldn't hurt to add to your roster either one of these guys. Gibson's a guy I'm definitely going to go sniff around at least and see what that price tag is just because of the explosiveness of, of his game. If I can get it for a third, fourth round rookie pick, maybe an aging wide receiver that I'm looking to move, something along those lines. I'd absolutely snatch that up in a hurry, Grant. All right, so speaking of that wide receiver position, let's get into this. Again, another star-studded list, in my opinion. Starting out with some low-hanging fruit here again, but Darnell Mooney, Gabe Davis, Tyler Boyd, Curtis Samuel, Odell Beckham Jr., Marquise Hollywood Brown, Michael Pittman Jr., Mike Evans, T. Higgins, and Calvin Ridley, Brant. Um, definitely another list of pretty talented wide receivers here. Yeah, Ridley's the name that I'm really looking, going to be looking at. Um, he's one of the guys that I love to go by right now is because I, I, I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know where the best fit for him would be. I kind of was, that it was the first name I wrote down and I'm like, 
almost anywhere this guy can really make a difference in an offense. Uh, so he's a guy that I will be will be sniffing around price tag wise for. Uh, but the guy I want to talk about is probably the oldest guy on that list. And uh, maybe not. I don't know how old Curtis Samuel is, but the, probably the oldest guy on that list. That's a guy with uh, 10 straight years of a thousand yards. And that's Mike Evans. This man is just quarterback after quarterback. Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, uh, probably other names that I'm forgetting uh, thrown into football over the years. And he still gets a thousand yards. He's a 30-year-old wide receiver. Yes, we've all have gone through the uh, bad uh, bad days with Mike Evans in our fantasy years. Um, I know a certain fat boy has him as almost blacklisted. Um, but uh, Mike Evans is a guy that, it, like I said, 10 straight years, he's been over 1,000 yards. My favorite place for him to go would be the Green Bay Packers. Get that old veteran presence. Get the big body guy there. Get almost a De- Devontae Adams-esque type wide receiver, the red zone threat, the big-bodied guy to throw the ball to. Teach these young guys some route running. Get him on a two-year deal. Let Jordan Love get comfortable with him. Get Mike Evans in the door. Show Christian Watson a little bit, you know, route running. He's from a smaller school, so help him out a little bit, get into the NFL. Yes, we've seen the explosion with him. But those guys have been wishy-washy for fantasy with, with Dobbs and Watson and, and and Wicks, I think, was the other name. So let's get a veteran in there to teach these guys a little bit better about how to be a little more consistent in the NFL and what's more consistent than 10 straight years of 1,000 yards. So I think this is one of my favorite places for him. I think he instantly becomes the number one, um, gets Christian Watson a little more confidence as the number two and gets Dobbs moving all around the slot. Unfortunately, I think one of those or Reed will be the odd man out. Uh, for uh, a year or two if Evans happens to be in town. Yeah, and Evans is the type of player who, uh, if you had him on your roster, he started all season. And um, the touchdown equity was was phenomenal this year. Obviously, the yards got there as well. Um, but it, it'll be really interesting to see if he goes someplace. Like, obviously, Chris Godwin is good enough that Chris Godwin could also be the one in a few offenses out there. So it definitely pulls away from Mike Evans a little bit. You put him in a t- in town like Green Bay where, yeah, I can give Christian Watson maybe five deep ball attempts a game. Maybe I give Jalen Reed one or two, three, four across the slot, and I give Mike Evans 10-plus targets a game. You're talking about prime Mike Evans time there, and I think you put him in Green Bay, and that's an offense where he can go get himself 10-plus targets, Brand. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about another wide receiver who's coming out as a free agent potentially who is also um, a very, very good wide receiver, and the argument could be made that he's not the best on his team. Actually, the argument shouldn't be made he's not the best on his team because he's not. Uh, But let's talk about T. Higgins, Brant. Um, This is a guy that um, was drafted the same year as Joe Burrow in the second round. They got him out of Clemson. Um, It's kind of like a let's see what happens, pair you with a young quarterback kind of a thing. And all he's done has been amazing his entire time in Cincinnati. Um, was was an alpha wide receiver near one, uh, playing second fiddle to Tyler Boyd. Then he kind of came in and just stayed that consistent force uh, and was the true number two to a, a rookie, Jamar Chase. And, and he's just played second fiddle to Jamar, almost a, a Robin to Jamar Chase's Batman uh, his entire time in Cincinnati, Brant. And as I was going through and writing best fits, I wrote down and crossed out like three different times the same team. And I'm not going to put them as my ideal landing spot 
just because for fantasy, I would hate to be tied to that offense. But man, T. Higgins screams New England Patriots wide receiver to me so hard for some reason. And I think that changes for me if Bill Belichick leaves town, but I just don't want that for T Higgins owners because it's, that's like one of the most frustrating offenses to own a player in. So I'm going to give you my two other favorite ideal landing spots for him, Brant. I'd be okay with either of these two as well. And that's the Carolina Panthers who are void of some kind of a, uh, playmaking threat on the outside. We saw Adam Thielen, who's, uh, you know, as tall as you and as old as you, um, being ex extremely relevant on the outside just because there was nobody else to throw the ball to. We saw flashes of Jonathan Mingo, some deep shots to, to G DJ Chark. Adam Thielen could be all three of those, or excuse me, T. Higgins could be all three of the, those wide receivers in one player here for the Carolina Panthers. Could be a solid, solid option for Bryce Young and a good pairing to work with um, for the years to come. And then my favorite landing spot for him, Brant, and this one's gross, but the New York football giants, um, they've thrown the dart at several different wide receivers over the years. They've got a clearly got a, 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 you know, a caliber that they like, you know, they've got Wandale Robinson, they've got Jalen Hyatt, um, Kadarius Tony, they've drafted and it, and it just hasn't worked out with any of those guys. So I think it's time for the, the New York giants to say, you know what, listen, maybe when it comes to drafting wide receiver, we're not there. Let's go get an established guy. Um, because let's let's be honest, all, although it's not been great, they're they're committed to Daniel Jones for the foreseeable future. You chose that over Saquon Barkley, um, so now it's time to get him some pieces. Which, you know, say what you want about Danny Dimes, he's never had a great wide receiving core in his time in New York. Let's go get him a couple pieces and see what we've got in him. And if T. Higgins goes there, he instantly becomes the wide receiver one in both of Carolina, um, New England, and. Uh, the New York Giants, and he should become the focal point of all three of those offenses if he were to line, land in town as well. Yeah, this man becomes the number one wide receiver and probably 20 out of the 32 teams in the NFL um, with with how good he is and, and how much of a threat he is. And what's funny is you say the New York uh, or the New England Patriots. That's honestly who I had first for Mike Evans, but I, I puked in my mouth a little bit when I wrote it uh, because mm -hmm. they have to get a wide receiver. Now you get a young wide receiver and you get a veteran presence of T Higgins, Mike Evans, someone like that in there. You definitely could see huge fantasy relevancy. Uh, T Higgins is a guy that I've always liked. Um, I, I think he does leave town. I don't think there's a chance he stays in Cincy. Um, I know Tyler Boyd is also out the door. Um, I, I hope for one of those good landing spots. Like I said, 20 out of 32 teams, he probably instantly goes to wide receiver one. And I, I do see him becoming and getting paid as a wide receiver one too. So I, I do see that as, as a great buy now uh, slot for him. Okay. All right, I, I don't think either one of us have any of these tight ends, but there's only four that really caught my name, my eye. Um, Mike Jacecki, Gerald Everett, Dalton Schultz, Hunter Henry. Um, not like any one of these guys are just like superstar talents, but they are all very capable guys. Um, definitely guys to keep an eye on potentially. Hold up. There's two more that are on the list, and you have to give credit to it because Seattle might go into the offseason with only one tight end on their list. And you got Noah Fant. Kobe Parkinson, both are free agents, so we might only have Uncle Will left on our team after our 19 free agents, but we might sign every single one of them that you just mentioned. All right, so here it is, Brant. We're, neither one of us are going to talk too much about the free, free agent tight ends. What I do want to talk about with tight ends here, okay, is there's this glaring, stinking, burning 
bleh, I don't know what, what else to call about it. But it's it's like, you know, the Christmas song, you know, Mr. Grinch, you know, stink, stank, stunk, wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole, termites for teeth. You know, all those all those awful acronyms they, they say about the Grinch kind of sums up Travis Kelsey down the playoff stretch for fantasy. Um, I, I, I was on, on TikTok scrolling through TikTok and I saw the uh, a, a, um, the uh, fantasy footballers uh, come through and, and they were talking about tight ends that finished in front of Travis Kelsey in the playoff stretch, Brant. They named guys like Kyle Pitts, Tyler Conklin. These guys had better playoff stretches than tight end one in fantasy football. TJ Hawkinson, who missed a week during that time because he was hurt on the IR, finished the playoffs with better overall numbers than Travis Kelsey did. And you can make the excuse that it's the Taylor Swift um, curse, if you will. You could make the excuse that Mahomes maybe didn't have a great year uh, or that Mahomes, but it's really hard to say that when you look at Rasheed Rice and what Rasheed Rice was able to do. Um, so maybe you could make the argument that Rasheed Rice is, but where are you at on the whole Travis Kelsey thing, Brent? Like, are you kind of like, you know what? I'm going to let somebody else make that mistake next year. I'm out. Are you still interested in Travis Kelsey for the right price? Where's your head at? Um, so we went through and, and I drafted Kelsey in the seven leagues that I'm in. I drafted him in one league. It was first round vampire league. I was out on his ADP this year. I wasn't trusting it. Uh, I didn't trust the Kansas City off. I, I trusted Mahomes. I didn't know what was going to go on with his pass catchers and everything else. I'm out. I'm out. His ADP is still going to probably be early second, late first. I'm out. I'm not paying that ADP for Travis Kelsey. I will wait. Um, uh, Evan Ingram. Uh, who you probably got in the 10th round. Uh, Pat Fryermuth had a serviceable year when he was actually healthy. Um, all these guys are so late. Uh, Kyle Pitts came on uh, decent at the end of the year. So, excuse me, I am out on this. I'm overpaying for tight ends. I, I don't think there's a separation anymore um, in that tight end era. Yeah, I think TJ Hawkinson could make that difference. Kyle Pitts could still make that difference week, week certain weeks. Travis Kelsey could. But the separation at the end of the year, I'm not trusting anymore. I don't think it's that big of a separation that I'm giving up a first-round draft pick. Okay. And I think that's that's where the, the question lies. And I, I think it's worthy of noting, actually, um, man, we're going to have a rookie tight end one this year, Brent. Sam Laporta Sam has Laporta. officially passed. He's officially passed both Travis Kelsey and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, again, TJ Hawkinson's been on the IR at this point, Brant, for, um, you know, he, he got hurt week 16, missed week 17. He's going to miss this week. Uh, I think Kelsey's expected to not play this week either. But he's going to finish four-tenths of a point behind Travis Kelsey this year. Kelsey's going to finish at least seven points behind um, Sam Laporta. Evan Ingram, tight end four, 15 points behind him. George Kittle, 15 points behind him. David Njoku, 17 points behind him. Then there's a pretty big drop-off down to Cole Komet, which is like a 35-point difference. So he is still in that top seven, I would say, but I don't know for me personally, Brant, with what I've seen this year, if I'm willing to make that investment in Travis Kelsey. I think I'd much rather pump the position, spend that top, what, second, third-round pick on a – running back or a bona fide stud wide receiver that can go out and get me 30 points and then grab a guy like David Njoku late mm -hmm. or, 
you know, maybe uh, I think Dalton Kincaid bounces back next year. Maybe Atlanta gets rid of their head coach and gets a quarterback, and Kyle Pitts is going to be a guy. I don't know. But there's just, to me, Rant, there's names that I'd much rather own at a later ADP than I would want to invest in, in Travis Kelsey. I, I think I'm in agreement with you here. I'm out on it, and it's just frustrating because we get before the year, we all agree that he was such a difference maker at the tight end, and then he fell off. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 just a little hindsight, uh, a little little preview for later on. There there'll be a tight end that we'll be talking about that could be a huge difference maker next year. You alluded to a rookie tight end being the tight end one. I'm ninety percent sure the Detroit Lions have not announced any of their starters sitting. So Laporta will still get some more fancy points. We'll still get to see more of that offense. Jaguars are not sitting because their division is still up. I think um, so. You'll still see some more Evan Ingram. Uh, so some of these guys are, are still playing, and, and like you alluded to, Kelsey sitting, and I understand it's week 18, it doesn't matter a whole lot, but that's still, if, if, if he goes out and plays and lays another stinker, why, why are we even talking about Kelsey anymore? Uh, there's not that difference, but uh, like I said, it, it, we'll be previewing a tight end or two this season coming out that that could be huge difference makers in the fantasy world, especially in the dynasty ones. So be on the lookout for that, guys. Um, as we start getting into our rookie research and everything else, um, I absolutely love that you went on to this, this tight end thing because one of my favorite – I'm going to say it again, one of my favorite players coming out is a tight end, and I still don't think I'm going to get to own him anywhere after looking at where my draft picks are in Dynasty. Um, I might have to leap for the position and, and redrafts just to have a piece for him. But, um, yeah, the – tight end position is is a position I've said every single year that I punt on and I feel like I've done pretty good every single year with it uh this year in our in our uh, new dynasty league I did have a little ups and downs with it I but I normally I, I punt on it and I normally hit pretty well with I had Ingram in a couple leagues I had uh Laporta I got in our dynasty league um Najoku as you alluded to rode me I rode him the re- uh, ever since Goddard went out so I mean the, the late the late tight ends are almost where it's at. Yeah, it, it definitely seems to be that way, Brent. I'm sure this isn't the last time we'll have this debate over the over the course of the offseason. It's gonna be a long offseason. You and I will be delirious by the end of it. You know, we'll be scratching and crawling and, and, and crawling on our fingers towards the to the uh, training camp. We'll be uh desperate for it at that point. But we will get into some rookies here coming up shortly. Um, we may take some time to just kind of be laid back light and and, and enjoy the playoffs ourselves. Um, we'll still come at you with some kind of content. I just don't know what it'll be um, necessarily. We'll talk about that at some point and, and come back to you guys. Um, but we will be diving into your to your rookie off seasons. Uh, this is the place to be for Dynasty this off season, guys. So so come come in, get in with the Fat Boys. The Fat Boys uh, had lots of successful um, I, fantasy seasons from from people who tuned in on Sundays and uh, our live start sits. Brant, we had some some. Uh, I know Jennifer, who listens to us every week, was in like three championships this year. So it's definitely the place to be, folks. So uh, come in here and get right with us. Uh, Brent, I think that's about it for me. I don't know if you've got anything else. or uh, That's about it. We had we had a very successful year, I believe, that we, we did in, in fantasy. Um, and I look forward to uh, getting into the rookies in the offseason and, and starting to talk Dynasty a little bit more. But as always, stay hungry. Stay fat, my friends.